Here be androids. Here be invasions. Here be androids invasioning. Invasioning? Invasioning. Invading. No, invasioning. Invasioning. They're they're, they're invasioning. Mm -hmm. But what is uh, the androids and what are they invasioning, do you? Uh, Earth, kind of. And androids are, oh. by definition, hold on. Uh, I'm trying to remember because it's, I always get hit that and cyborg mixed up. Uh, android, by definition, is a robot with a human uh, appearance. Whereas, if you didn't know, a cyborg is a human or a robot with human parts or a human with robot parts. I believe. I believe that's correct. Uh, that is that is what a cyborg is. A cyborg is a, is a person with. That's why Cybermen are cyborgs. It's cyber. Hmm. A fictional or hypothetical um, person whose physical abilities are extended beyond the normal human limitations due to mechanical elements built into the body. Mm-hmm. Which is what makes the Cybermen so interesting, and it's such a shame that barely any story with the Cybermen actually utilizes the fact that they are humans who have extended their life beyond their means and. They're just kind of a generic monster instead. Listen to Spare Parts if you like the Cybermen. It's the best Spider-Man story, uh, <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it's great. Um, mm. Anyway, uh, but this is about androids, which are not yeah. cy- cyborgs. They're not. Um, they're not the Cybermen. They're, no, they're not the Cybermen. They're, they're not also... the Dragon Ball Z Cybermen. <laughs> I was going to say, they're also not Cybermen, but, you know, but no. it's fine. Ansa no. just somewhere off in the distance is like... <gasps> anyway so (laughs) there's a man in a beret walking through the woods he's probably an android because his arm's like twitching then the TARDIS swoops in the doctor's drinking something it's supposed to be Europe at some point in time the area smells like rain hasn't rained in here forever his device is booping so they walk off into the woods and and Sarah is like I don't fucking like ginger beer and then they walk past that robot military man without noticing him but then they run into four men in weird white suits and they go hi but then the men in white suits point their gun fingers at them and shoot them with actual gun fingers like with actual bullets oh um Oh, finger guns. Pew, yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Well, Do they actually say, like, pew, pew? Uh, no, they don't. It's really oh, kind of sad. shame. Yeah. Uh, but while running away, Sarah rolls down a very barely steep hill <laughs> and nearly dies on a totally real, off the totally real cliff, and that's fine. But then they finally see that military man who just runs off the cliff and dies. He was apparently originally from Unit, and his money is freshly minted, which is weird. Also, there's this weird thing just off camera over here, but they're getting shot at, so they need to run away faster into this open field where you are obviously in a fucking park. And on the other side, they've come out onto a small town in London and everybody's probably dead because there's no one fucking here. Then they run into a soundstage and no one is at the soundstage in either, even though there's like drinks everywhere. The doctor steals more money because it's all shiny and new. And then there's also a space defense system 
a station a mile away that Sarah just happens to know about because she worked there on a story once. Maybe all the town was evacuated for some reason? Too bad. When they look outside, those finger gunmen are outside with another not-dead unit guy, but it looks like the same guy, which is weird. More men show up, and the people in the back of the truck are also robotic as fuck and being offloaded, and they just look like normal-ass people. And they all walk into the inn, stand around awkwardly until the clock chimes, and everyone's like, oh, hey, how's your day? How's your cattle doing? Ah, the wife, she's not so good. This sort of shit. And they're just having a good time. And then Sarah is, of course, uh, found we out. We wife fucked the sheep again. <laughs> the wife? All right. She tries to talk to everyone as they stare her down, and then Sarah just runs away and gets to see a white suit man's face because he's a robot. And then the doctor goes into a military building, asks around, while more people stare at him. Back at the TARDIS, Sarah leaves the key in the TARDIS door, which makes the TARDIS fucking take off without her, and she thinks the doctor's just left her. There's a giant black... Okay. They... They look like when poop falls out of an airplane. They literally do... But it's yeah, but it's basically just like a giant black peanut shaped thing that's behind her opens up and someone grabs her leg and it's another stiff who again tries someone tries to choke her out. Uh, cut to some real people talking about how things are going wrong. This dude has an eye patch. You know he's legitimate because of that. The doctor also walks by and finds the Briggs room, but there's no Brigadier. And eye patch is like, I have a gun. Who the fuck are you? And the doctor's like, I know the Brigadier. You're not the Brigadier. I'm the doctor. And the eye patch is like, oh, I know you. You're the doctor. And they're like, yeah, but I still am keeping you at gunpoint. <laughs> The Brigadier is apparently in Geneva, and they want to keep him in detention instead, so the Doctor makes a run for it. Sarah watches this. The Doctor then gets captured, and Sarah goes to rescue him, and someone's fucking watching them do all this. So, there you go. <gasps> People watch? Mm-hmm. Oh. 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 Yeah. Oh. So, Android Invasion. Uh, would you be surprised to learn, dear, that this script was uh, inspired by Invasion of the Body Snatchers? <laughs> wow. I know, right? Um, what a surprise. Um, this... Terry Nation wrote this, dude who wrote the Daleks, all, basically all Dalek stories nearly, um, even though most of the time, as time went on, he would write the initial script and then someone else would come in and punch it up and make it actually, you know, decent, because uh, he kinda never improved his scripts from, like, to fix problems that he kinda inherently had with them. Are you saying um, Terry Nation is maybe not a great writer? I think he he was an incredibly creative man and he wanted to write interesting stories with messages but he didn't know how to write an interesting story really and he only ever knew how to write one Dalek story so creative um, guy bad writer 
create yeah really creative but in terms of putting that creativity into writing in my opinion not the best it's why a lot of his scripts tend to come off like they fit the 60s era because the 60s is a lot uh, more of a slower era a lot more low budget than the 70s even though the 70s still is low budget but it's like you know they have location shooting they they they're out in, in quarries a lot more that sort of thing um they they're able to do a little bit more and it doesn't have to be sort of people standing around in really small sets which is why uh the two basically the two stories that he wrote that weren't dalek stories uh this one and the keys of marinus which if you remember that one, I remember you actually liked that one. Um, it was episode five, I believe, one of the very first episodes. Mm. Um, it was the one where they they go to a random island where it, the, it's surrounded by a- acid acid in it's not water around the island, it's acid. And then there's submarines and someone's trying to invade the island. And then suddenly they have to go on this wacky adventure where a- every episode is a new location where it's like now they're in the the snowy mountains where there's some weird puzzle of ancient warriors and. Now the doctor's put on trial for murder. Uh, it's like okay, every like things are happening in each episode, and it's a different thing each episode, so it's not actually boring. Um, it actually really did a good job of, you know, uh, recognizing the flaws of the the sixties and kind of working around them. Um, but this one doesn't recognize how an episode kind of is made in the seventies and has a few flaws with its writing in that it's not good it it tries it tries but it's ultimately just not that good but it's not entirely his fault like um philip hinchcliffe the producer has gone on record as basically saying like he admitted that the whole unit aspect of this episode was completely handled awfully and he hates the delivery of the aliens lines behind their masks it it sounds dumb um mm-hmm. uh terry nation also kind of didn't really like the story in the end he 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 said he felt that it was a nice idea with an intriguing mystery which i agree but he felt like the end product didn't quite fulfill his vision which i mean yeah uh, that's partially his writing and partially just it was not really that much interesting of a story to be four episodes worth. What? Um, if it was two no. episodes, it would have been great. No, you don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is a problem where there's a mystery, but the minute the mystery's like wide open and you know what's happening, it's like, okay, now resolve it. Now resolve it. Now resolve it. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Uh, Barry, Barry Letts, who directed it, if you remember, he was also the the showrunner, uh, producer of the Third Doctor's era. He liked the script, um, tried to make it look pretty, and was pleased that Terry Nation had come up with something different, because, you know, he was kind of always annoyed that when he asked for a Dalek script, he basically got the same story every single time. Um, uh, he also liked the, the aliens that appear in this episode, and wondered why they never made a reappearance, because shock and horror, they don't show up ever again um they show up in an audio uh uh play that big finish have done which is a pretty decent one but uh kind of spoiler for it they're not even the main antagonists in it (laughs) they're used as patsies as a fucking diversion so it's like 
even when they're brought back, they're not used in a, in a way that is like respected. Um, yeah, this this episode's kind of a. It's not terrible. It's just kind of a a dud. But it's it's not ter. It's it's it. I don't hate that it exists, but I don't ever want to rewatch it. <laughs> but mm. what happened in part two, though, dear? Tell us what happened in the rest of this kind of eh episode. Now that I've told everyone that it's kind of eh, and they've all clicked off the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eyepatch has asked what the fuck is going on, because some alien is calling down to him, I think. And he looks like he's covered in oatmeal and chainmail. Sarah and the doctor are hiding in a storage cupboard. Sarah tells the doctor about how Crayford was on a ship that was just lost in space. That's Eyepatch, dude. Eyepatch wants to kill the doctor. Alien does not. Alien's like, I got more tests to run. It's fine. Uh... Sarah the Doctor fine Benton, but he's also fucking robot brainwashy. Good thing the kill order has been removed on them. Uh, just, like, in the nick of time, so everybody's good. Then Sarah the Doctor run away, uh, out of the building, and then when everybody goes to chase them, they run back into the building to confuse everybody. And the Doctor thinks something is controlling all the humans for miles around. While running away, Sarah trips, hurts herself, because woman. Unit is chasing the fuck out of them with Rottweilers now. Spoilers, you wouldn't chase them with Rottweilers. Anyway, there was a whole there was a whole thing in the commentary. I was like, they wouldn't do that. They would Yeah. <laughs> talking it, about it, dogs. If, if you've ever if you've ever watched if you watch uh, Red Letter Media and watch their Best of the Worst series, we 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 brought it up where it's like what was that? What was that Halloween movie that they watched where like they did basically the same scene where it's like mm-hmm. the villain uh, has dogs chase after the the hero and they well, and that in and that they're movie, like the sweetest movie, so the dogs. dogs but they're fucking golden retrievers in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, like golden retrievers are not hunting dogs. Like it's like oh no, they're gonna get smothered. Like, they're gonna get licked to death. Oh no, they're gonna get loved to death. Oh no, it's like their their like, tail is gonna hit them in the leg so hard it maybe bruises a little bit. Oh. At least in this one, it's like I mean, it's Rottweilers. You know like I get dog, it, but yeah, that's Rottweilers. Not the point. It's like if you know the dog, you know they're not like that. But it's no. like if you don't, and you just see what they look oh, like, yeah. it's like oh, that looks like a vicious dog. Oh yeah, which, I mean, yeah, no, no. Uh, Let me clarify. Rottweilers are very scary. They were made. They were bred to be very scary. The whole thing is, is that police dogs are made to be very fast and very strong. A Rottweiler is very oh, yeah. strong. They're not really fast. They're not fast. They are not um, fast. They're would, very stubby. You would see like a Doberman or a Ma- Malinois or a German Shepherd, but that's beside the point. Yes. I talk way too much about dogs. Anyway. <laughs> If you have known me for any period of time, I I have talked about dogs for hours. Anyway, the doctor... Don't worry, you'll get to talk about dogs a lot more in a few (sighs) more episodes. Oh, I just remembered why. Oh, no. You have no idea why. No, I do. It ends with a nine. Anyway, the doctor is sitting underwater to throw them off, and Sarah, like an idiot, climbs down from the tree that she was put in while the dogs are running back, and she starts, like, limping away. So they, like, capture her, of course. So now she's dead, of course. Uh, Oh, by the way, Harry is here and is now torturing Sarah with flashlights, uh, flashing lights and disco. 
And the doctor is trying to find a phone, but nothing works. So he's like, okay, Mr. Bartender, let's play darts. Wait, this dartboard is brand new. Everything is very confusing. And then... (gasps) I forgot I called them this. The California Raisins are still arguing about the experiment. (laughs) And the calendar says it's only July 6th. Even when you pull off a new page, it's still July 6th. It's the only day you need. I I want you to know... The mm. one the one thing that I do really like about this episode, and it's not really related to this episode, it's the fact that, like, on July 6th every year, people will still post a photo of it saying, like, you can only you can only post this today. Like, you mm-hmm. can only retweet this today. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's neat. I like that's that there's fair. some, still some, like, memes you can make out of this. Um, um, but, so- yeah, it's, yeah, makes no sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why would they, why would, like... Okay, I'm gonna I'm, I'm break real quick just to like complain about like the 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 thought no, behind ahead. this mm-hmm. because it's like okay, let's think about this for a second. They've made this the something's happened to this village. It's very clearly not correct. Mm-hmm. Say so 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 it's like okay, what is it then? It's like okay, it's a spoiler recreation of the village somehow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why does the calendar have the same date on it? Like, <laughs> like, like it's a sort of thing of like, is it just like you could argue maybe it's to save resources of like, because like, okay, a computer having to render each each uh, day on a piece of paper would be uh, challenging because it. Would, it would have to. It would use a lot more processing power, whereas putting just, the same date on it and just copy paste would be easier. But just don't make a calendar. I, just don't make a calendar, or like, don't put that type of calendar up there. Like, mm-hmm. or I, I, I don't know. It, it, I mean, it's 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 a really really dumb nitpick to make, and I know it is, and it does it, it does not like it, it. It's not the reason why this story is kind of annoying to me, but it's like. It's it's sort of the thing of like you know it. what while we're here I'm yeah. going to nitpick this while we're here uh, what the fuck <laughs> yeah kind of also yeah yeah I actually keep going I'll wait till you finish the episode mm. yeah so the bar gets a call it's Sarah she talks to the doctor about how she's run around and gotten away she's obviously totally telling the truth the androids mm-hmm. are really a really really good weapon. But, like, what if they were reprogrammed? That wouldn't be good. And so they were like, let's make a new android using iPatch Guy. And the doctor runs his way to the store, and he sees Sarah there and tells her, tells him about the operating room and stuff. And he's like, here, would you like some fucking ginger beer or whatever the fuck? And she's like, oh, yeah, I fucking love it. And the doctor's like, oh, fake. And, and the doctor is like, oh... I've figured it out. What could these aliens even be afraid of? Like, they seem like they're afraid of something. Meanwhile, cut to the aliens putting Eyepatch in a disco machine and make a 100% hostile robot, but it tries to run off and just gets killed, proving that everything is okay because they have guns that can kill them. That's totally okay. The doctor is confused why the TARDIS is gone. He's like, it's not meant to operate on its own. And then he's like, oh, also, entire planet, not real. TARDIS was headed back to Earth. And so we capture, quote unquote, Sarah. And then, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I I love how fucking like super fucking obvious the 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 ginger beer thing is as well. Um, yeah, because it's like it, it's so. It, I mean, it makes sense, and it's. I appreciate that they at least did the proper story thing of like, okay, introduce, remind, pay off. Because in the very like the very first start when they they exit the TARDIS, Doctor comes out with this bottle, and you you brought it up. You're like, what the fuck is that? What is he drinking? And it's like. Oh, I'm drinking ginger pop. It's like, why? What? It's like, where did this come from? What? Are, wh- why is he doing this? And it's like, okay, he loves it. Sarah hates it. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like this moment of, oh, I, like, Sarah, drink this. Oh, ginger beer. I love this. And it's like, okay, I get Thank- it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Wow literary genius mm-hmm. written again this is this is this is minor nitpicking but while we're in the mud um <laughs> so okay uh the scene where they're they're, they're kind of running away and shit um and and tom baker submerges himself in water uh he actually submerged himself in it rather than having his uh, stunt double do it uh, yeah. Despite the fact that he kind of had a phobia of water at the time. Um, uh, what? Okay. Uh, well, no, just uh, keep talking. Just keep talking. I, I don't care enough. Bodies of water. Uh, uh, unfortunately, though, for him, he sw- inadvertently swallowed some of the, the stagnant water and had to be taken to the local hospital to have his stomach pumped. Oh. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and he was suffering from a sore throat at the time as well, which kind oh. of explains why... His voice sounds really husky in some of the location scenes. Are you okay? Uh, like, no, I know that was I, a joke, but like, no, no, no. I've I've done that before. I stagnant water. Yeah, it's <sighs> it's not even like it's not even like stagnant pool mm. water. It's stagnant lake water. Ugh. Yeah, it's stagnant lake water. Mosquitoes, I, I, bacteria. It's, it's not good. <sighs> it, like, like, yeah, it, it, it's it's fucking disgusting. Ugh. Um, which. Yeah, some of the some of the scenes in episode one in the location shoots, you can mm. hear his voice is really husky as well. Um, but yeah, he, he this episode was not very kind to him. Um, but also the re- part of the reason why this episode I feel isn't irredeemable is because of Tom Baker and Elizabeth Sladen's just performances. Like they they very clearly are vibing and doing their own thing. To the point where it's like, hey, uh, they n- kind of notoriously rewrote and ad-libbed most of their material mm. for this episode because they hated the script, including the entire ending scene, which we'll get to in episode four. But they they basically just did their own thing because it was like, this is fucking awful. Fuck this. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I mean, they, they kind of regularly did that with some things. Um, uh. But yeah, that's um, another real quick thing. Uh, Nicholas Courtney was due to appear as the brigadier in this, but he was cast in a play in Geneva was, uh, on a in Geneva. Well, the thing that 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 will happen in a in a in a few years is he's in Peru. He's <laughs> stuck in Peru. Uh, that's that's kind of a, a through line joke of theirs, where it's like, hey, like it's unit. Where's the brigadier? Oh, he's stuck in Peru. Um. Uh, which has a, a an actual really depressing payoff. Um, 
uh, he yeah, he was due to, but he was cast in a play and was on tour, and so he had to be written out on short notice. But also, it's like, in there was also a kind of a second reason, which he was like, he turned it down because he was he he kind of had a history in the past of like being told, hey, we want you to come back as a brigadier for this, and then they cancelled it at the last minute, and he is like, well, I fucking cancelled work for this, like I cancelled other jobs I could have been doing for this, so like fuck you if you're gonna be like this so he was like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna put like stick myself out there for them considering what happened last time um which yeah that's fair uh so they rewrote it hastily rewrote it and put uh harry in instead well they wanted someone to come back and so they were like well we can't get the brigadier so we'll put this colonel in instead and we'll have harry come back uh. Uh, yeah it um uh it's it's a thing anyway it's 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 a thing uh it it kind of they kind of have a reverse problem in a future episode where they wanted someone else to come back but that person didn't want to come back or wasn't able to so instead they get the brigadier to come back and then that deals with a whole problem of uh uh, unit dating controversy but again we'll get to that in the 80s when we get to that Mm. um uh Benton also was not really happy. The Benton's actor was not really happy with this episode. Um, he he kind of uh, the the way his his character's kind of portrayed in this, and uh, the way like, he disagreed with the sort of way that they um, uh, de- treated Unit in it. He was like, there was no real reason for Harry and and to be in it, like especially Harry, because it's like Harry's not really connected to Unit. He was just kind of a medical officer that was like working with 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 like like unit at the time. So I was like, why is he here? And then Benton supposedly was like, why was he in unit still? Like he had been promoted in the last stuff, and it's like this is very clearly just like, hey, we need someone back from unit because they're kind of like, hey, unit was a big part of the show for the, the entire third Doctor's era, so. We don't want to completely abandon it, even though they do. Um, uh, and they were like, let's just, come on, please, come back. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they, they after this season, Unit is basically done until the end of the 80s. <laughs> then they bring it back, and it's actually kind of interesting when they do. But... Uh, yeah. Also, the, the, the Kral's, I should mention real quick... Deer called them the California Raisins, um, and I have it, to agree. It's, it's kind of because when 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 you first see them, Deer was like, "Is that the fucking Sontarans?" Because you you just see like a close up of its eye, and it does kind of look like a Sontaran. But that made me realize they kind of are just like small sun dried Sontarans, like they're kind of shriveled up. Um, initially, Terry Nation wanted them to be insect like, but you know that's not going to be in the fucking budget, Terry. The last time they tried to do insects was uh, the web planet. That well, other than spiders, but spiders aren't insects. Uh, was the web planet, and we all know what the zombie look like—the giant ants. You remember them, dear? <laughs> remember the remember the giant ants? That that was real terrifying, wasn't it? It totally oh, didn't yeah. look like a fucking pantomime. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was totally an ant. Yeah, it was. It was totally an ant, and not a man dancing around in a in a in a, in a costume. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Doctor Who does not work really well in, especially in the classic series with um, non, 
uh humanoid aliens uh they they just they struggle a lot of the time sometimes they get it really really right like the daleks are non-humanoid and they, they work out really well but other times it does not work out well and the zombie is my my go-to sort of uh example always because it's it's literally just like they had an ant costume and we're just like wait how do we do like the legs of it and they were like oh well, we'll just have like spindly wired legs and then we'll just have the actor's legs popping out and they'll be the back legs and it's like this looks fucking dumb um but anyway i'm getting off track what happens in the next episode dear okay in the next part, so sorry. so there's gonna be sarah the, end of the episode yet. so there's gonna be sarah all right and then there's gonna be mm-hmm. sarah all right just, <gasps> so just bear with me sarah right? and sarah sarah sure we'll call her sarah um, so the doctor wall runs away while Sarah shoots him and we see the aliens talking about their plans. They're going to plant a bomb to destroy everything because their, t- uh, fin- uh, plans are good. And all the meanwhile, Sarah is knocked out and not actually knocked out, but listening to all their plans. Doctor watches a bunch of white suits go and pick up the fake bar people. Uh, Sarah is sneaking around the ship, watching everyone come inside, and they need to close the blast doors. The doctor gets strangled by a raisin and some white suits. Close the blast doors. He gets strangled by a California raisin and some white suits. Then he's tied down to the town square statue, and the bomb is, of course, placed at his feet. And he's to be evaporated with everything here. Sarah runs up, tells the doctor about everything, and then she attempts to free free him, uses screwdriver instead. Then they run into the alien era with the blast doors closing just in time, but not really. Uh, As the bomb goes off, it's still, like, open like an obvious crack, and it's kind of hilarious. But they're suddenly captured, and they're going to be put in a jail cell. Sarah gets told everything is fake, and she goes, oh, I get it now. And then there's a lot of radiation here, so the ship needs to leave and head to Earth to survive from the bomb, right? But Eyepatch walks into the cell and goes, hi, I was listening to you, and the aliens are going to be nice and put me back on Earth and all this stuff. The Earth basically betrayed me because I died in space, and the aliens put me back together. And the aliens are going to take all of Earth's intelligence and put it in a computer so everyone is going to be saved. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Um... (laughs) And then apparently the aliens are working with a new virus to kill all the humans, but it also scares the shit out of the aliens as well. Meanwhile, of course, the doctor has a screwdriver, so they're going to electrocute the guard because they pulled up a floor panel. Doctor is taken away. They put him in the disco to take all his brain memories. Sarah is actually moved and or is moving and basically electrocuting the guard runs away. Alien virus is good enough to wipe out everyone in three weeks, so they'll wait it out until it's done, but they really should test it on Sarah or something. Sarah causes her scarf to set fire, summons the guard, murders him, frees the doctor from his silent disco. He's alive, but he's fucking crazy. And so they all head for the rocket to find some black peanuts to open up and hide in, because, again... It's going to Earth. Sarah is in a lot of fucking pain while they take off and really should just pass out already because of all the fucking G-forces. So, yeah. Yeah, so many hamsters being thrown at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's, 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 uh, it's very dumb. <laughs> it's, uh, no. I mean, it's an interesting idea. It, it, again, it's the sort of thing where it's like it's an interesting idea of like, oh shit, this is this entire place is a recreation, and like this is just a. It, it, it's funny because they 
they kind of reuse this concept in another episode in the new series of like, wait, this isn't this isn't actually Earth. This is a, a recreation of Earth, and it's like a a, a a a practice run for an invasion of Earth. Oh God, we have to get to Earth and warn them about this invasion that's about to start. And it's like, I mean, that episode still isn't that great either. But I mean, it, it's a lot better than this because it isn't dragged out and. Uh, they they focus on the right elements of what makes it interesting, um, which is a the mystery and b uh, the the whole we need to get to Earth doesn't last five hundred million years. Yeah, um, like it it takes forever for them to to get to Earth on this and and deal with it. Um, <clears throat> but yes, uh, <laughs> uh. this goddamn episode, um. <laughs> originally a, a key plot element of this was that the androids were in fact mirror images of the people they were imitating uh, and this was how the doctor would have deduced that Sarah Jane was actually a, sorry Sarah was actually a robot um, it was eventually decided that this would be too technically demanding to realise because you know they would have to have reverse versions of each costume um, and so the action was suitably amended and they changed it um but they brought back the whole mirror image concept for the novelization because Terence Dix was like, fuck this, this was an interesting concept. Put it fucking back in. I'm the writer now. I get to choose what's in the story. Um. <laughs> uh, Harry also, uh, Harry's actor, Ian Martha, also was kind of upset with this story because he was like, it's, it's kind of, because this is absolutely, uh, I'll tell you right now, this is the absolute last that he appears. A, because um, they just don't write any more stories with him, and B, because unfortunately he died a few years later from complications of a diabetes. Um, and he was kind of just like, I would have preferred it if like Harry had died trying to save Sarah instead of just what really happens, which is just he kind of just exists and just peters out. <laughs> it's just, that's it. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's understandable, but a lot of people in a lot of people who have regularly acted in Doctor Who have a regular character that they they kind of always have this thing of like my final episode should have me die, and it's like I, mean, I never really understood it. Um, other than you know the whole well, it needs to be a a touchstone moment for my character mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, uh, but yes, um, <laughs> it's frustrating. Um. But uh, a lot of stuff was cut from the episode still, um, mainly for timing reasons of timing of the episode and also just filming, running out of time filming. Uh, they would One of them was a scene which would have explained how the Doctor uh, reactivates his android duplicate, which he does, uh, because as it sees at the end of, the, this episode, end of this part, it reveals, oh, wow, they, they did make a duplicate of the Doctor, um, as well as accounting for... Uh, what happens to the invaders because <laughs> you kind of like it kind of ignores what happens to them after a certain point it's just like they're gone and it's like what um okay <laughs> uh i i will say uh, uh this this is also kind of the point where people start to think of doctor who as a lot more silly than it normally is mm -hmm. um which i kind of agree and disagree with like this is a kind of silly episode but also like 
I mean, there's been fucking dumb as shit in previous years. This is not this is not a fucking special episode when it comes to something silly with Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, trust me, it's not. Um, but uh, yeah. It, it, this is the the first story also that features the return of a former companion uh in the form of Harry because uh, Benton isn't really a companion uh he comes back in cameos and sort of uh archival footage in future episodes um and people reference him but this is like this is kind of the only time uh return returning companions would be part of like Mainly just specials of like anniversary specials and stuff. Um, it's not until the new series where they start to kind of have a few storylines about returning um, uh, uh, companions like uh, River. I I normally wouldn't say it because it's it's kind of a neat reveal, but I know you've already watched it. Um, the season series two episode where where it's David Tennant where Sarah Jane comes back. Yep. Um, like they have reference like when we get to that episode. You'll watch it again, and you'll be like, wow, they actually make a shit ton of references to her episodes in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, or, well, m- more accurately, I'll point out to you all the references. <laughs> um, but also, uh, in the Sarah Jane Adventures, which was her spin-off that, you know, finally she actually got, because they tried in the 80s, don't worry, we'll get to that, um, uh, to make a, a spin-off of, well, it wasn't Sarah Jane, it, she was just the side character of it. Uh, it was someone else's show, but uh, in in the mid two thousands, after she came back in the new series, they gave they actually managed to give her a, a, a spin off series, which was a really good idea because it was essentially Doctor Who but for even younger children, and like it was it was great. She was she was great. It was I mean I mean it wasn't anything groundbreaking, but uh, you had some really neat moments in it, um, like references to previous characters, some characters showing up. Um, uh, and also someone like uh, uh, Katie Manning, who played Joe Grant, actually shows up as Joe in in the Sarah Jane Adventures. And it's great. She's lovely. And uh, it, having past co- having companions interact is always a, a more fascinating thing for me than having doctors interact. Because, um, you know, having doctors interact is always fun. But, like, what's more interesting is how their companions interact with each other. And... A lot of the time, it's kind of overlooked in the TV show. It's more in extended media where they actually consider, like, hey, it's kind of important how the companion would react to a completely different iteration of the Doctor, mm-hmm. uh, especially certain iterations. Um, but, yeah, this the, this story is very, very weird. Uh, I will note real quick, uh, other names for it, or other working titles for it were The Kral's, The Kral Invasion, uh, and the enemy within, uh, supposedly a working title for uh, a rumored working title uh, for it was Return to Sukanan, but that's also not really a true rumor because it was actually the title of another story that Terry Nation submitted. I thought but the title was the Return to Succades. Oh, Succades. Hmm. Isn't that that philosopher? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> But yeah, that script got abandoned. Um, I I presume that Big Finish will probably find that script and make a, a story out of it someday, though. Uh, um, 
So look out for Return to Suckades uh, someday mm-hmm. on in Big Finish's catalogue. Uh, but yeah, what happens in the final part, dear? Give me a second, holy shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Sarah passed out and everyone is okay. Because, Mid. you know, there were a lot of Gs. Uh, however, there's another doctor uh, off in that black peanut to the side. So he's the doctor. Right, we'll go with that. But Sarah and the doctor are going to climb into Peanuts to get to Earth first before the ship does, and then warn everybody. Back on Earth, they're like, oh my god, eye patches coming home, and all of Unit can't find the doctor or Sarah. Because they found the TARDIS, but that's it. That was weird. Unit calls into the rocket, something, something, talking over radios, while all the Peanuts rain down, uh, and they all land, and the doctor and Sarah have arrived safely. The ship is still heading back to Earth. Everyone's all excited. Sarah has found the TARDIS, even if it still has the key in the door, so it arrives safely. Too bad there's another peanut nearby, and it's the Doctor, of course, and also fake Sarah. Also, so the rocket has landed, and the Doctor is now here, asking everyone to stop letting the other Doctors in. Just stop. And the Doctor stops Harry, and then go... Fr- and f- Stops Harry and then from going to the rocket and everyone is ready to warn everybody. Uh, Bitten is taken away and gets knocked the fuck out and and replaced with Ben 10. The doctor and <laughs> I forgot that we started looking up which Ben 10 alien I we were. I forgot that we went on a whole fucking tangent while we... So, uh, so for context, we had to. We couldn't record the, the uh, commentary and podcast episode on the same day because Deer unfortunately uh, had a had a bit of a moment and uh, um well I'm, more more accurately I'm Deer's having health issues. Had a bit of a moment and uh, Deer's body was like, yeah. I am not wanting to cooperate right now. Yeah. Um, so that's why there's a little bit of disconnect uh, mm-hmm. with memories. Um, but yes, at the end of the fourth part, we kind of we we both kind of checked out a little bit and just started joking about like Ben Ten characters. Yeah, like which Ben Ten alien we were. Yeah, we, I we, was we, like, we like loaded up a loaded up a full like uh, BuzzFeed style quiz of like which Ben Ten uh-huh. character are you? Uh-huh. I think I got like a big tiger dude. I don't remember who you got. <laughs> anyway, I got uh- I got some. I, I I forget. It was like some frog-looking thing. It was one that I've. Mm. Kn- it was something I think in the new series of Ben Ten because I don't fucking recognize it. That's fair. Um, so he's replaced with Ben Ten. The Doctor also has a device that lights lights up in the presence of androids, but then the Doctor shows up. Yeah. More androids and shit fuck around before Ben Ten just shoots the Doctor and then goes in to stop the Doctor. Um, also, eye patch is in here and doesn't want to fucking kill anything, but then he takes off his eye patch and his eye's fine, so I guess they lied to him. So, the doctors have a fight, and then the doctor hits a button, and all the robots just stop. So, everyone's saved, right? But then eye patch went back to the rocket. So, Sarah is releasing all the prisoners on the ship, she gets fucking caught, Eyepatch shows up and go, you used me. And then they fight and he dies like almost instantly. And also Alien accidentally dropped the virus and fell face first into it. And then the android. Oh no, now he's got Nickelodeon gack all over his face. 
Yes. And then the doctor shows up because the doctor actually reprogrammed him to come here. And Sarah and the doctor walk back to the TARDIS. But Sarah's like, I'm going to go by taxi. And the doctor's like, nah, don't do that. And she's like, okay. And then they both go. And it's... <sighs> we're done. The point is, is that we're done. We're, we're, we are done. <sighs> it's it's all over, thankfully. Um it, I mean, it, again, it's not terrible, but it like especially around episode three, episode four, it's like, come on, get to the point. Like, if it this is an episode that should have been made in the eighties, not the seventies, because the eighties has a uh, kind of a shorter running time in a sense, and uh, it would have been a little bit more cheesy and less. It's like the problem with this episode is that it's not cheesy; it plays it so straight. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, come on, have some fun with the concept. Like, I don't know, do, do something, something that isn't just like, do something, something, do something campy. I don't know, but well, they wouldn't have done camp because it's not the third Doctor. The third Doctor is where they 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 went full like early seventies camp, mid seventies. Philip Hinchcliffe is, I more and more, I I'm I'm realizing my, like. Philip Hinchcliffe's style of episode, I, I'm not really a fan of because it's like, it, it's kind of like the, uh, well, I season my chicken. Of course I season my chicken. And it's like, oh, well, what do you season it with? Salt. Salt. It's like, if, if I'm feeling, hmm. if I'm feeling spicy, maybe a little bit of pepper. I, it's like, I mean, I guess that counts, but like, could have done something fun with it. It's like, I mean, in the early 70s, they were fucking, like, having elements of Buddhism and spiritualism mm-hmm. and, you know, how to how a policy of every story has to have a message underneath it, which I, I appreciate the Third Doctor's era a lot more than I do uh, the, the Fourth Doctor's era, basically because of that sole reason. Because it was like, each story, even if it was kind of boring, had a point to it. Yeah. Had something that it was like, trying to strive towards whereas like this episode and like uh, planet of evil especially those types of episodes in this era are kind of just like what's the point of this episode like it's like oh well it's just a romp of fun it's like it doesn't feel like fun it feels like you're just meandering until the end of the runtime like especially with planet of evil which is just mm-hmm. caveman politics yeah which is our favorite yours especially um <sighs> We we really should someday make a t-shirt that's caveman politics cuz I I want that. I don't care about merch. I just want that. Can it be um, can it just be a caveman dressed up as fuck, I forget her name, but it's the Lady Justice or whatever where she has the blindfold and the scales. But it's a caveman. <laughs> but it's a, but it's a caveman. <laughs> yeah. But what would be what would what would she be holding? Well, I mean, it, there would still be the scales, but maybe a rock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would it or, be like a rock and then like a peace symbol or something? A pointy stick. <laughs> a pointy stick. <laughs> oh, I, I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Um, well, we could just put it on red yeah, bubble Philip and just be like, fuck it. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of, I kind of put the blame on Philip Pinchcliffe, not Robert Holmes, because uh, who's the script editor? If you've forgotten, uh, mm. because Robert Holmes has a lot of stories in future upcoming 
that he's he's written or has been more heavily involved with um where he actually does have a point behind the story like there's a really good story about uh capitalism that he's written uh, uh, and about exploitation that we'll get to and it's 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 very much a science fiction episode and and takes the 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 point of capitalism to an extreme but i mean hey it's something it's it's fun well, I mean, it's not fun, and within the first five minutes, a man commits suicide, but uh, because uh, his job is so depressing and he can't do anything about it. Um, but <laughs> that's the entire point of the episode, mm-hmm. and it's it it it's like, hey, there's actually something driving this episode. Whereas this one, it's just like, I don't know, I I don't really. This is it. It, it, it always comes back to me a point of like, uh something consumable to watch and appreciate versus something that's consumable to just that's disposable like you know not to put it to a more extreme example to put it across like something like an art film versus the transformers films or like something something more message heavy like i don't know like the lighthouse versus like transformers like transformers movies are not designed to be thought provoking or meant to really last in your mind yeah, they're yeah. not they're not they're not made to like stick in your mind that you'll constantly talk about them and be like, oh man, remember that moment in the movie where this happened? Or like what do you what do you think the meaning behind this was? No, it's meant to for you to just uh buy a ticket, sit in there, eat your fucking popcorn, consume the, the movie, uh have a sense of enjoyment from it, and then move on with your life. Mm-hmm. Um it, it they don't want you to really it's it's not designed for that. And like I always kind of have a a, a a a stance where popcorn media, which is what I call it, and I guess it's a, a term. I I I'm not really the biggest fan of it, and it's like, but I'm not you know going to be, I'm not going to be hypercritical of something that is just uh popcorn media. Like the Transformers movies are fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. They're they're kind of a guilty pleasure to me, but. Because I, especially the 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 fourth one, I think it was, uh, where the dinosaurs come in and it's really cool. Uh, because that movie is fucking awful, and it's like, who's the fucking antagonist in this movie? And it's like, uh, no one. Um, but it it's kind of a point of like, Doctor Who is something where you they've proven it in the early seventies with the third Doctor's era. You can make some really interesting stories. Or really interesting ideas for stories. The execution might be mediocre or kind of iffy, but the story still sticks in your mind. Like I don't know stories like Carnival of Monsters, where you have these the two classes of of beings on this planet: this ruling class, and then you have this sort of working class. Like it's a weird element in that story, but I remember it. I don't fucking remember most of the planet of evil because every few years i forget most of the episode and be like oh yeah that was a really good episode and then i look it up and it's like oh wait no it was fucking awful <laughs> but i don't know i that, that's my sort of feelings on a lot of philip hinchcliffe's era he gets a lot better as time goes on and doc- this this era of doctor who and the fourth doctor especially gets better um and then things get shaken up in the 80s but we'll get to that it's a lot of fun uh, but uh, the in, in, Android Invasion, dear, uh, were you sufficiently uh, Androided? Uh, okay, let me clarify very quickly that it's a three. Or are you going to buy an iPhone? But 
it is only because we checked out and started making jokes about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. We, we really should do that more often when an episode is kind of like this. Yeah. Um, which I probably should have thought of I, a lot earlier when I do think, there were a lot more episodes like this. I think if if we weren't making fun of it, I probably would have given it like a one or a zero. I just don't care. Yeah. There's so little that's enjoyable from it. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing is like what, what the the thing that I always come back to is like with with the way that you rate these, mm. it it's it's always like don't ever feel bad for like upping or lowering it like purely based on like oh well we only enjoyed it because of the way that we watched it or like yeah. because we were joking about it. It's like well that's kind of the point of it because it's like that's another way that the episode can stick in your mind. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, this episode was the one where we made Ben 10 jokes. Or like, oh, this is the one where we made way too many 9-11 jokes. Yeah. Like, I still would never want to... thing is like... <laughs> I would still never want to watch it You'd still again. never want to rewatch it, but it, it like, if you did rewatch it, you would remember when, like, it, it's that sort of thing of like, if we did rewatch it, it'd be like, oh yeah, remember, like, we would instantly probably check out and just start remembering the jokes that we made and like build on mm. those jokes again. Like, yeah. it's that sort of thing of, like, it, it is the experience of watching this. And it's, like, it it's flipping that switch from, hey, we need to think about this episode and, and analyze it to flipping it and going, there is nothing to analyze here. Fuck it. We're just going to consume it like a product and just joke about it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is, like, that's a, that's, that's a legitimate reason to, like, bump something up, in my opinion. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, I forgot to do this last time, I think, because I, we set it up in Pyramids, Pyramids and, and Mars, and then we instantly like, forgot. forgot to. <laughs> Listen, I was very tired when we recorded the, mm. uh, the last episode. Um, it's fine. But anyway, the next episode, um, so it's four, four words long. I'll, I'll cut out one of the words. Mm -hmm. And as per usual, it's not a word that you know. I mean, yeah. it is a word that you know. It's not something you don't know. Um, so, uh, the blank of Morbius. The blank of Morbius? What the fuck is Morbius? Um. Uh, the real question is, who is Morbius? And the answer is, a criminal. A, oh. But, we'll get to it. The... The prosecution. Oh, no. The judgment. No. Mm, let, okay, let me tell you. He's a criminal who has been dead a long time. Oh. Supposedly the resurrection. I mean, it's kind of about that, but that's not what the word is. Mm, Do you want a hint? Sure. It's an organ. Uh, heart. Ooh, other one. Brain? Brain of Morbius. All right, well. That's right. We're going Psychonauts, baby. Woo. <laughs> oh, that would have been fucking amazing if it was, but oh I mean, Psychonauts God. didn't exist back then. Um, Brain of Morbius, a, a really, a, a really fucking interesting episode that uh, fucking introduces a lot of important concepts to Doctor Who and the, the lore of Doctor Who. Um, uh, Lots of influences uh, that we'll get to that are, are very, very fascinating. Uh, 
and also is kind of the start of the more cosmic horror style um sort of HP Lovecraft influence um mm. of like you have uh kind of reanimator in a way but not the 80s movie the, the actual original short story anyway uh but yeah the brain of morbius next episode uh mm. let's let's get to it uh yeah have fun no oh